In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. History makers. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 A.D., the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Aussie singer-songwriter Levi McGrath. How you doing, mate? Great, Matt. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining me today. Now, I've uh, been so excited to hear about, you know, you've been touring around with Third Day and Need to Breathe uh, in this uh, Make a Difference tour. Uh, we'll, We'll get to that shortly, but... We want to find out a bit about your story uh, before we get into that. So whereabouts sure. are you from? Where, where are you raised? I was, I was born in a, a little sleepy country town in Victoria called Donald, which, which for many years was a blink-and-you'll-miss-it kind of place. But yeah. uh, I, I grew up there. My, my parents were both in ministry uh, in the local Baptist church, and we, we moved a lot around, around central Victoria. But, but the main place I, I grew up was actually Bendigo, up in, in central Goldfields area uh, in Victoria, and I uh, did all my high school education there. We ended up moving up to university uh, up in Lismore in New South Wales to study music and have lived in, in Melbourne for nearly 10 years with my wife. Oh, there you go. And what about your, uh, your, your faith life? Did you have an early conversion experience or was it kind of a slow thing? <laughs> I, I did. I, I remember going to a, a Potter's House convention that my parents took me to and, and I was five years old and I was... I was so scared of this fire and brimstone message and so scared of going to hell that I, I just wanted to know I was saved. And, and so I gave my heart in, in fear at, at that point. But it, it wasn't until 13 that I, I really made a, a proper heart decision to, uh, to follow God for myself. And that, that really came after a point of, of seeing how my friends' lives were, were kind of playing out, getting into drugs and, and partying and, and sex and, and just kind of, kind of rock and roll lifestyle. Um, growing up even as, as young teenagers and for me as a 13 year old I, I just had this this kind of vision on my heart from God that he was opening up a, a door in music uh, for me and, and I, I'd started to write songs and I'd started to play guitar and, and and God just kind of came to me one night almost this audible voice just saying you know I've, I've got a direction for you I've got a path for you to follow but but you have to choose it and that was a real directional point for my life. And I got baptized that year, um, made a, a decision to, to follow God and, and put everything I'd, I'd kind of learned in, in Bible school growing up and Sunday school and everything I'd, I'd been taught from my parents. I started to, to try and put that into practice through my teen years and had mild success. <laughs> I think uh, as an adult now, having a, a child and a family of my own, it's just so, so special to, to raise your kids in the love of, of Christ, and I'm, I'm starting to see that play out in the way I raised my son, so it's, it's really beautiful. And what about your music career? Did you pick up a guitar at a young age? I, I didn't. I think compared to, to most people, I started late. I, I was playing piano um, from the age of 10, but that was just to copy my sister, and I, I wanted to outdo and, and uh, be competitive with, with my sister wherever possible. And she started playing piano, you know, when she was 10, and so I picked it up, and then she moved to guitar when she was 13, so when I turned 13, I... I got a guitar and, and, and absolutely loved it. I started playing along the Hillsong and Planet Shakers CDs and, and eventually started my own band. And, and uh, for many years, I played bass guitar at church and would 
would go around singing in, in pubs in Bendigo and, and playing covers and eventually started songs of my own, singing songs and writing songs of my own. And I'm curious to know a bit about your, your music career because uh, I understand at one stage you're accompanying the choir of Hope and Inspiration, which comprised of Melbourne's homeless people. What was it yeah. like uh, on, on that project? It was incredible. I've, I've worked with these guys for four years now and what, what started out as just a volunteer position just kind of helping out this this choir at choir rehearsals has, has turned into a, a part-time job. So when I'm not performing and, and touring and traveling, I uh, I work a few days a week uh, with the Choir of Hope and Inspiration, which were more known as, as the Choir of Hard Knocks, but yes. they still exist, still under Jonathan Welsh, uh, who, who set them up and, and won an Australian of the Year award many, many moons ago. But they are a, a choir of, of homeless and disadvantaged people from all around Melbourne, and we come together and put aside all all their problems, all all the manner of things that they they struggle with through the week, and we share a meal together and we practice singing together and, and do concerts around the country. So that is it is seriously one of the most rewarding things that that fills my week. It it just gives you so much joy and, and happiness to work with these people that I get to conduct and and teach how to sing. Do you reckon that's the kind of thing Jesus would be doing? I hope <laughs> I, I hope that's the kind of thing. Yeah, you, you want to follow in those footsteps. And, you know, for, for me, working with, with these guys came after going to Africa uh, with my wife a few years back in, in 2009 and coming back home. And my manager at the time, she said to me, you know, it's all good that you go off to Africa and you do, do nice things over there, but, but what about here in Australia? You know, people have got needs here too. And why don't you find something you can get involved with and partner with? And finding the choir for me was was addressing a massive problem that we have, at least in Melbourne, in, in terms of of homelessness and uh, youth living on the streets and, and elderly people just out there with, with no one to take care of them. So that was really an issue that became quite close to my heart and being able to do something about that is is unbelievable. Mm. I just think um, it's one of the most uh, powerful things to do to spend times with, with those that are homeless and going through, you know, that are down and out, you know, because you know, yeah. Jesus said, you know, I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, you didn't give me a drink, you know. I was in prison yeah, and you right. didn't visit me, you know. And so many that's Christians right. uh, are caught up in their own little church world that they don't actually get out onto the streets and, and care for those that uh, Christ commands us to go and visit, hey? Exactly, mm. exactly. I, I got to see a stage with Tony Campolo last year traveling around um, to different cities around Australia. And, you know, he's, he's written this, this pretty powerful book, Red Letter Christians, with Shane Claiborne, and it it really challenged me to start thinking about, you know, what what the lengths will actually go to uh, to stand up for our faith and, and what we believe. Uh, what what are the lengths we're going to go to stand up for others who are in the situations, yeah, that like you're speaking of, that Jesus stuck up for. You know, the the blind, the the deaf, the the lame. Are we actually going and praying mm. for these people? Are we hanging out with them? Who's our friendship circle? Is it just Christian? You know, it, it should be bigger than that. You, you touched on Africa before. You've been working with former child soldiers in Uganda. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's right. So in, in 2009, my, my wife, who works for World Vision, um, had the opportunity to go and volunteer for six months in Uganda at this rehabilitation centre looking after child soldiers. And I said, can I come along? And she said, oh, I'm not going without you. And we, we ended up over there together and spent each, each and every day just, just working with, with young people from at the age of, of 13 right up to the age of 21, who had been abducted by Joseph Kony and his LRA, the Lord's Resistance Army, uh, over in Uganda. And they'd been taken to Sudan, 
uh, over into the uh, formerly Congo, um, Democratic Republic of, of Congo, and they'd eventually been rescued or escaped, and they'd found their way back to this rehabilitation centre, and from the centre they, they traced where their families were. We got we got to play games though with them every day and, and play music for them and just just give them a taste of the childhood that they they missed out on and uh it was it was a pretty powerful time they used to do drawings every day and you'd see drawings that these kids would do of of the horror of war and people getting blown up or, or shot and people dying on, on the battlefield and they're just childlike drawings and it's just just so haunting even to remember now. You've obviously got a heart to uh, to reach out and you know you, your partnership with World Vision you've you've travelled. Uh, around Australia, and I noticed you've been over to Canada as well on a World Vision uh, tour as well. What was that like? <laughs> that was incredible. So I got to tour with with Peter Furler, ex Newsboys, um, plus a, a band called Building Four Twenty Nine from Nashville, and that was just an incredible cultural experience. Just to to learn from these masters in the music business and travel on a on a tour bus right around um, Canada, the state of Ontario, and, and we did uh, eleven shows in in big giant churches over there. And, had thousands of people coming along each night, but yeah, got got to share about World Vision, my experiences with them, and that's such a special partnership to me because being able to go and sing is is one thing, but being able to to advocate for for child sponsorship and, and children who need you know a, a hope and and a future just as much as our kids here is is another thing that's really special to my heart. Mm. Well, ever since I was a, a teenager, I remember doing the forty hour famine. For World Vision yeah. when I was a teenager. Uh, ever since then, I've always had a soft spot for World Vision, and uh, you see their influence just continuing uh, to grow. And, uh, of course, the big tour uh, that you've been on with uh, Third Day and Need to Breathe is uh, the Make a Difference tour from uh, with World Vision. Has there been a lot of response? Is there a lot of, lot of children getting sponsored and a lot of uh, support for World Vision now? It's been in- incredible. There's There's been well over 100 kids sponsored so far i think the official figures might be over 200 by now but um we've we've seen so many people just just fall in love with with world vision's work and want to take up that challenge to to sponsor a child and and a lot of people are doing that for the first time which is really exciting to see i think especially for the age of you know young young professionals finishing up university and, and just getting a job it's it's some, one of the first thing that we're finding people are, are doing after the shows is, is coming out and saying, look, I'm earning some money now and I want to come and sponsor. And that that's so good to see the next generation taking that challenge and, and taking that on football. And, mate, you've got, really got one of the most envious positions in Australia as a, as a singer, performing <laughs> alongside Third it, Day and Need to Breathe. What are they like? Yeah, they're unreal. They are, they are so ridiculously down to earth and funny, full of jokes, full of stories really, really warm and personal guys, each and every one of them. So we've we've made some really special friends with a few of the musicians from each band. And uh, I, I had the opportunity just at, at last night in, in Perth um, for David Carr, drummer from Third Day, to take some photos of my drummer Andy and I while we were playing our set. And it was just such a weird, weird feeling to have <laughs> this, this absolute rock star of a guy, you know, just just listening to my music and, and taking some pictures and, and chatting afterwards each night while we share a meal in the catering hall. It's, it's a pretty incredible tour. And now I, I remember seeing Third Day years ago and they closed their set uh, with I Have Decided to Follow Jesus, No Turning Back. And wow. they got everyone to sing it a cappella. Wow. And they told so everyone, close your eyes and lift your hands. And everyone's just worshipping. And then yep. one by one they slowly walked off stage 
and oh, wow. instead of an encore, that's the way they finished the night, uh, just leaving people worshipping. And that you know, that's incredible. the heart. They love to worship those guys, don't they? Hey? They do. Well, they've they've just put out a new worship album called Lead Us Back, which is fantastic. They've sung a bunch of, of songs on that, um, including Soul on Fire each night at, at the gigs. But um, but my my favourite's been when they do the, the old hymn Blessed Assurance. Um, every, every night, and, that, and they finish with that usually every night, or a or a Chris Tomlin worship song. But man, they they really do. They they love to worship. They love seeing people engage with God in worship. And every night on this tour, every city we've visited, people's hands are in the air, eyes closed, just just really connecting with God. So that's, that's the most special part of each night for me. They certainly do some great uh, worship songs. I remember seeing them do uh, "Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus." And uh, with or without you by you too, they kind of blended that together in a medley uh, to one of their worship songs one time. Have they been doing any other covers on the tour? I haven't heard any other uh, other covers. Not nothing uh. like you too. I might request it tonight. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> a, a funny thing they've done is is call out requests from people in the audience. And we had one funny one in Canberra where someone requested a song they hadn't done for eighteen years. And you've got someone googling the lyrics in the front row, handing his phone to to Mac on stage, and and Mac reading out the lyrics as he's uh. singing which is very entertaining. That is awesome. And Need to Breathe, uh, one of the most energetic live acts I've seen. on. I've watched them on, on YouTube and DVD. I've seen some of their clips. Amazing. What, what are those boys like? They're, they're hilarious too. They're, they're really, really chilled out, just really reserved kind of guys, and then they get on stage and all of a sudden all their personalities just come out. But uh, we, had, we had Bo Reinhardt, the guitarist, Lost in the crowd, uh, just just the other night in Perth, he just ran up through the bleachers and did a big lap at the audience and came back and finished his big guitar solo. But they're absolute showmen and and really really humble, really nice guys. Are up for a chat and ready for a laugh. Very been cool. Really enjoying their company. I can remember when the uh, the Brisbane floods were on in 2011, uh, and I was watching on Channel Nine, and they had yeah. their song "Washed by the Water." Uh, as yeah. as a song with all these montages of you know clips of people you know that have been you know inundated by flood water, and I thought, wow, I need to breathe. I've made it on a Channel Nine in Australia. That is awesome, you know. Uh, their sound, I think, is you know such a great sound, and they, they they have a lot of acclaim in the in the mainstream. They've even toured with Taylor Swift before, haven't they? Yeah, they they do really cross over into the mainstream really well, and mm. it is such a unique southern sound and, and I think people really are captured by that Christian or not Christian alike mm. but I'm, I'm learning so much from these guys and just just really really working on some songwriting things my own music and, and the way I perform the way I sing has been totally changed on this tour and, and just really sharpened, sharpened my skills as we go Now Third Day have been infamous for uh, taking artists under their wing and taking them back to the to the States uh, they've done oh, that fingers, fingers crossed <laughs> So you're hoping that's the next step for you? I would love that to happen, but let's, let's see. <laughs> Very cool. All right, if people want to find out more about your music, uh, au uh, is the, the website to go to. You're also on Facebook and Instagram that's and right. Twitter and uh, Pinterest and MySpace. Are you still on MySpace? I probably am. I don't think I ever deleted the account, so yeah. <laughs> and iTunes and oh, you're everywhere. Uh, but uh, mate, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much, Matt. Good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith based ministry and we appreciate every donation. 
You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. Order your flash drive with 20 of the best History Makers interviews now at historymakers.tv for just $19.95. All proceeds will help History Makers Radio and TV share the gospel all around the world. Order now at station sponsor, historymakers.tv. You'll hear interviews from Mark Burnett, producer of the Bible series and Survivor. Musicians like Paul Coleman, Mark Schultz and George McArdle from the Little River Band. Also Kate Brax, winner of MasterChef 2011, former Olympian Elka Whalen and many more. Order now at historymakers.tv.